savage yearning within them, legions compelled by passion that knows no boundary, a consuming flame that defies plausible explanation, battling the forces of domestication, they find the courage to band together to experience the awesome power of Tonight's broadcast of the masculine feminist has been commandeered by the secret society no man. Gotta go to a place like a shot in a beer, steak man. Saying we can stop, get pancakes, and then we'll get laid, alright? Why do you drink ice cold beer on hot day? Mr. Clavin, what else are you gonna do with it? To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Hey, hey, from my cave in Ontario, Canada, I'm Double K. And in New York, in mine, I am Brian. Welcome yep. back, Big B. Thank you, sir. I just thought of that as a nickname for you, Big B. <laughs> what, was, what was the nickname I gave you on, on Double Talk Radio? Uh... Oh, oh shit, so Gert. that was back to uh, testicular difficulties. That's... I was uh, Gary Girth. Gary Girth, that's Gary right. Gary Girth. That's not a bad nickname. Not at all. No, if the girls think... used to call me that, I'd be much more popular <laughs> and probably single. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So last week we were uh, we were dealing with the, uh, the Super Bowl, and now uh, this week we've got uh, the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, you and I were talking off air there for a sec, but I guess uh, a lot of auto-tune going on down there. And, well, uh, that's all it is now. I mean, anybody that performed at the Grammys isn't live, and, and everything that's out now is auto-tune, so you, have, you don't really have to have any talent to make anything. Now, what exactly, uh, because you're a music guy, mm-hmm. um, what is auto-tune? I always wondered, I know it does something to the, the, the person's voice, but what exactly are they doing that what they're doing is basically if if you could take somebody talking and put it to a song using auto-tune auto-tune will take take your voice and raise it and lower it in octaves to make it sound like you're singing so even someone like me Mm -hmm. I, i could be a famous i just need to get some kind of a rap on or some lyrics that's all you got to do. You just you put it through auto tune, and you have a, a producer who knows what he's doing with it to edit it correctly, to and put some music behind it. And you could anybody anywhere that's talking. You don't even have to be singing. You don't have to have talent. You could just be talking, and you'll go through auto tune, and you'll be have a hit song. And there you go. So that's probably what's going on in the world right now. 
They, I mean, I guess uh, Tom Jones was there tonight. Uh, uh, Tony Bennett's there with Lady Gaga. Uh, obviously, Taylor Swift and all, all the other uh, shit. They're all there. I, I guess Happy. You know the song Happy from uh, uh, Despicable Me? Yeah. It won an award. It was apparently written in 2012, performed in 2013, and it's winning an award in 2015. That makes perfect sense. That's how it works. I mean, I don't, you know, I have no idea. I, I like to me that would be a lifetime achievement award or something if you're winning right. uh, f- for something that happened in the past, right? Right. You'd figure, you know, the Grammys would cover. Well, now it's February, so it would cover everything from 2014. Right. So it must have been a bad year. I guess. Well, <laughs> music has had a bad year since the 90s. Yeah, I hear you. There's not a lot of stuff I like. No. They were actually, we were playing some cards last night, and uh, it's always the girls that enlighten you uh, to this kind of music. And uh, there was just two couples. We were playing some euchre, and let's turn on some music. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. And uh, they turned on some top hits thing. And of course, they're boogieing in their chairs, and I'm like, I, I, I can't listen to this shit. <laughs> I, I need Tylenol. I'd rather listen to William Shatner read lyrics from Rocket Man or something. William Shatner kicks ass. He does, doesn't he? I thought I was the only one that liked him. Hell no, that's anything he puts out is great. My old Canadian bro, William Shatner, and Canada should be proud. Yes. Well, I mean, we, I've talked about this before. Uh, other times, I mean, Canada has exported a lot of uh, you know very very good people in the entertainment business, like you know Jim Carrey, Michael Myers. Uh, Michael J. Fox, uh, you know, and then with music, you got, you know, Rush and uh, Ann Murray. <laughs> okay, uh, you lost me at Ann Murray. I don't know. She's some folk singer. I lost myself. At, I, I had a list of like five. That's all I can count. All, all you, all you have, all you, when it comes to music, just stop at Rush. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Rush is a great band. I mean, they're smaller. I, I, like, if you get into more um, folk Canadian uh, you know, which is some really good music, but it just never goes outside the country. You wouldn't get it. You just wouldn't get it. Right. So, but Rush, yeah, Rush is on tour again. So I, I'm assuming this will be their last this summer. I wouldn't. I wouldn't count on it. I'm sure they're gonna. They'll. They'll continue to tour forever. There's one. They're one of those bands that will just tour forever, because everybody. They'll still sell out stadiums. But don't you think there's a there's an ending point? Like like now, going to see say the Rolling Stones or 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 the Who or you know, there's got to be a, 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 a you know a best before date for I, a lot of these bands. You know, uh, I would say yes in in the sense if they're trying to still come out with new music and have new hits and all that. Yeah, all right. There's a cutoff date to that. But like, I went with my wife to go see the Eagles over the summer. And they did what they, their tour was called, The Best of the Eagles. And they started from the beginning and played their catalog and told stories up until they broke up and got back together with Hell Freezes Over and all that. And that was, show was phenomenal. It was one of the best shows I've ever gone to. Now, if you want to go see, if, you, if they're going to play shows like that and just, you know, play their catalog, everybody knows all the songs and, you know, they have a great time, you can go on forever doing that stuff. And now they, that that was like the whole crew, Joe Walsh, uh, what's his yeah, name, yeah. Uh, Henning or whatever. They were all there, so they're all friends now. Yep, Don Henley, Glenn Frey, Joe it, Walsh. Yeah. yeah, everybody was there. I'd like that. I'd enjoy that. I'd love to have them by a campfire. 
That's the, they're that kind of band. Oh, just the stories alone that they could tell. The stories, give them an acoustic guitar, you know, a couple of cases of beer, some mm-hmm. s'mores, whatever, and just hang out with the Eagles by a campfire. What a dream uh, uh, vacation. That would be awesome. All right, so we, we, we got to step aside here because uh, last week, uh, well, it was previous to last week's show, um, but there was no way I was addressing it. Um, uh, Scotty uh, came in and talked with us uh, for the hour. Um, uh, before I do, by the way, but, but uh, there was one thing from last Sunday. Have you seen the clips of Katy Perry uh, doing her halftime thing? I unfortunately watched it live. Okay, you did. So, and we were talking about the cleavage or no cleavage, and apparently that was a, a, a bet in Las Vegas. But I don't really care about that at this point. What did you think about the fucking beach ball and the sharks? <laughs> uh, well, I did you feel like you were on abom- acid? <laughs> the, whole, the whole show was, abo- uh, was an abomination. I mean, I, I'm sitting there watching it, and I remember my buddy going, what the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> what, I don't know what this has to do with football. but no, you know. I, I know. I just I, I wanted to get your, your take on that because it, it's really – and we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little football later in, 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 in point-counterpoint, which, by the way, folks, is a, we're going to run out five stories from the past week or so, and we're just going to quickly run through. And, and those of you listening are always welcome to join us, uh, either by phone. Uh, we do have a studio number at 231-544-7144. We have a chat room over at All Radio X. Uh, I know a lot of you listening uh, via tune-in. You can always give us a, a, a shout or interact with us at the uh, Cave Crew Radio page uh, over on Facebook throughout the week. Anyway, back to what I was uh, going to. Uh, so, so... You kind of hit me like a like a left hook with this one, and I really had to digest it when when, when you said this because uh, it makes sense in in one way and in another it doesn't. I mean, the, you enraged a lot of people. I, I actually put the question out to a to a hockey group on, on on Facebook into a forum, and and some people agreed with you and some didn't. But tell people what you said about me, Marty Brodeur. By the way, he's mm-hmm. a a gold long standing goaltender with the New Jersey Devils. He's won gold medals, Stanley Cups, blah, blah, blah. Um, got traded to St. Louis, uh, played eight games or whatever, and retired, and he's now a, a executive uh, for the Blues. But then you came to me and you said... That he is probably the most overrated goalie ever in the NHL. As ev- Everybody says he's retiring as the greatest goalie ever, and I will always say that he is a product of the system, and he, if... I, the biggest argument I have for this is if you put Dominic Hasek, who was a goalie at the same time as, as Brodeur in Brodeur's heyday, if you put Dominic Hasek on the Devils, Dominic Hasek is the greatest goalie ever. Dominic Hasek was, having, was, was pitching shutouts, facing 50, 60 shots a game. Marty Brodeur faced barely 15 shots. And when, if, you sh- if one team shot 25 on him, you would win. Brody, Marty Brodeur is a very overrated goaltender and a product of the trap. Now, I'm thinking he was he was drafted in circa 92, right? Somewhere around there. So the trap kind of came in the late 90s. But you're, you're right. That, that was a system that uh, the Devils worked out, and they did very well. I, I remember the year they uh, defeated the Red Wings uh, in the Stanley Cup. It, it was a complete upset. 
and that was a complete team effort, which hockey is, right, for the most part. But, yeah, I mean, and, and go I, ahead. This, this is not to say that he's a terrible goaltender. If he was, if you traded Hasek on the Devils and put Brodeur on the, on the uh, Sabres, Brodeur would be a better-than-average goaltender. He would be a, a good goaltender. He wouldn't be the greatest of all time. Because I'm looking how many times this guy has won the Vesna. What has he got here? One, two, three, four, five Vesnas. Yeah, and they were all in the 90s when they were winning cups, right? Yeah, towards, well, a few capped over 2,000, but not, I mean, only uh, one or two here. He, he played 1,259 games. He only won 362. Uh, 154 in overtime. So he was less than a 500 goalie. Uh, what does he got for shutouts? He had 356 shutouts. Yeah, that's um, what happens when you face 12 shots a game. You know, but he won a gold medal, which again, I guess he was probably on the best team in the world. Uh, won two I, gold medals, actually. Yeah, that that that's completely different. I mean, you know... You, you're only facing real competition when you get into Russia and the United States when you're, you know, when you're in the Olympics. Sure, you sprinkle in some other NHL players throughout the European teams, but really the powerhouses are uh, Russia, the United States, Canada, you maybe, know, maybe you throw in Sweden. Yeah, maybe here or there. It depends what kind of team they ice. And right, right. It depends, it depends on the team. But for the most part, that's it. So you don't face a whole lot of competition up until you get to the medal rounds anyway. So, okay, fine. He won a gold, gold medal. Good for him. Canada always had a great team. So you're simply stating that he's not a bad goalie. He's just overrated. He's not the greatest. I don't think he's the greatest goalie at all. I, I, he's, he's extremely overrated. He's, again, he's not a terrible goaltender. He's not a, the best goalie ever. Patrick Waugh, in my mind, will be the best goalie to ever play the game of hockey. Well, that was my next question, because then we go into uh, who would have been uh, the best goalie. And, I mean, Hasek, yeah. I, I, you know, you, you, you can say, here's, here's just a devil's advocate type of thing. You, you can say what you want about facing 50 shots and doing this and doing that. But in the end, the ultimate goal of sports is winning, right? Right. And I'm not sure Hasek really ever did that. But look at what what types of teams was he on? No, no, I agree. But I mean, how are how are we gonna how are you gonna judge them? I mean, because I agree with you, Patrick Waugh, I was looking at him, uh, and, and certainly he was stellar. Uh, Montreal, uh, Colorado, definitely has the 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 uh, you know the medals and the, and the Stanley Cups to back him as well. But it's interesting when you look on a on a, on, a, on a stat here. Um, and they compare goalies of of similar workload and similar career length. Uh, Patrick Waugh is is right there um, with Marty Brodeur, and funny enough, Hasek is down the list. But the number three guy was a favorite of mine. I don't know if you remember him. Was was Cujo, Curtis Joseph, Cujo, Cujo mainly was... St. Louis and and Toronto. And if you want to talk about facing 50, 60, 70 shots a night, he was a one man team, right? But again, never won. And, and again, was a phenomenal goaltender. There was a time uh, when I guess Richter was, for, the, for me being a Ranger fan, uh, Mike Richter was kind of coming to the end of his career, um, and there were talks of bringing Cujo over um, to you know take Richter's place, and everybody in this city was all for it. 
Yeah, he was phenomenal. Yeah, Cujo was was one of the best goaltenders of his time. But, again, he never won anything because he was not great teams. Right. And I'll, t- I'll tell you something, though, and, 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 you know, I don't mean to uh, deter to the Leafs, but that that's my everyday reality, is, is you know, you look at the success of, of, of teams, and I'll tell you, Cujo was a dressing room guy. And in Toronto right now, it's filled with poison. Uh, the, the big contracts and, and the guys that just aren't delivering character. And Cujo was not just a, a player on the ice, but he was a he was a character guy, right? Oh yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I've seen that too with the Rangers, with uh, the awful contracts they've handed out, and you know, getting away from the locker room guys that that they brought in in '94 to win their cup. Um, you know, getting away from that, bringing in people like Pavel Bure, and you know, all these people that just don't work. It, you know, you can't bring in just superstars and win. You need those locker room guys. You need, yeah, you need those those fourth line guys that are that are there for you. But I'll tell you one thing: New York is a market similar to a uh, to a Canadian market, and the Canadian markets are win now. Yeah, there, especially there, Montreal. There's, there's, right? there's no time for a Buffalo or or a Detroit or you know Detroit's doing well now, but there's no time for that build the farm. You know, you you give uh, the Rangers uh, a couple of losing seasons. Like say the Islanders have gone through, uh, mm-hmm. not acceptable in in that kind of a market. It's yep. a win now, so they got to spend that money. They gotta, they gotta compete every year. That's right, and that's that, that, how it is in Toronto as well. But they've been unable to deliver that so far, mm-hmm. and this is what they're hoping this bringing in Brendan Shanahan uh, as the, as the president now. Hopefully, he's going to clear out your Fanoofs, maybe your Kessels, uh, you know, guys that you don't think you should trade, but they're poison in the room. And, and really, Phil Ka- Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel is a lazy piece of shit. Really? I mean, yeah. He, 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 I mean, he scores is is thirty five, thirty seven goals. But I don't know how much you watch the Leafs. We're playing the Rangers on Thursday, I think. So we can always talk about this uh, next week. Yeah. Now, probably now he'll score eight goals that game. But <laughs> he's, he's he's a very irresponsible person defensively. Um. He's he's fast. He's one of the fastest guys on 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 the ice, but for very short bursts. But he all he's doing is he's looking. And and if that's the role he needs to play, mm-hmm. that's fine and dandy. Put him on a New York or 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 a Pittsburgh or a, you know a, a wherever where the, where they can where they can shelter that. But better defensive team. Yeah, but Toronto. He's an eight million dollar a year guy. There's two of them on the team, and. He's not. He's not the 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 the, the Marty St. Louis or, or or the Rick Nash or or the Sidney Crosby. Uh, not that those guys come along all the time. He's not a bad guy. He scores goals, but he's not. He's not the. He, I, he's not a franchise guy. He's not a Stanley Cup winner in my eyes. Yeah, so he's got a good shot and he's fast, but. See, that's that's the things we don't see. You know, being on the outside, not being in Toronto, we don't see. Like I see Phil Kessel. Like I'd love to have him on the team. He's you know a phenomenal goal scorer. And I mean, you see him in the Olympics, right? And he, he's a, he's an American players, and 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 it's not a knock on American players because uh, we have another young fella that that uh, we have on the team called uh, James Van Reemsdijk. He goes by JVR. He was yep. in the Olympics uh, uh, as well. It was Kane. Uh, Kessel and JVR were on that top line for the U.S. 
He's, he's a younger kid, but, I mean, he gets in there. He gets in front of the net. You don't want to lose a guy like that. But Kessel is just very soft on the puck. And, yeah, he's got a wicked shot, and, and he can take from zero to 102 steps. But then he does it, and then he, like, skates away. Mm. And then you got all these kids that are coming up watching you. Yeah. They're making 800000 or whatever a year. And uh, it's a funny game. I'd like any sport, I guess. See now, now, now you bring up you bring up something about uh, you know the the Olympics and the American players. I, it just popped into my mind. I'd love to get your opinion on Brett Hull, just for the fact that you know he's a Canadian player, always played for the United States because Canada's national team uh, didn't want him on the team initially, so he went to the United States. Well, it was a weird thing, wasn't it? Like, I mean, his dad was obviously uh, the Golden Jet, uh, Bobby Hull. Yeah, and. I think he was born in Canada, but I mean, the mother was American, which automatic, automatically makes you a uh, dual citizen. Yeah. And then obviously most of the playing days were done in Chicago, which is where Bobby Hall played, which I think, you know, so you stay there a certain amount of time would make him an American. Brett Hall was another one, but Brett Hall was hard as nails, mm-hmm. um, but he was a goal scorer. Oh, yeah. Um you kind of catching me off guard. Why Canada didn't take him? I, I thought it was his choice, actually. No, but, the story I heard was that initially uh, when they were, I guess the first time they were including NHL players or whatever, whatever the, however the story goes, that he got um, overlooked. So he felt insulted by that and went to play for the U.S. team. Which is, is totally is right because of his mom's American. And that's what a lot of these guys do, right? They're Canadian. They go down. They meet American babes. And, you know, the child is either born there or, you know, has dual citizen. Right. Um, yeah, you know what? It, it happens a lot that players just get overlooked. And I think it all depends on the coach and, 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 and the people that are – that are picking the, the players, like, uh, all right, we got Brett, and we got, uh, I don't know what player of his day, say, Paul Coffey, uh, Mark Messier, whatever. Um, we like this guy better for the system. Right. Player gets butt hurt, whether the player is good enough or not. Um, you know, it kind of goes into that, do they fit into the team thing, mm-hmm. right? But I will tell you something about American hockey I wanted to tell you about, because I was having a conversation with somebody um, this week, and as an amateur coach, um, you're always looking, uh, you know, obviously you get sent on training and stuff like that, and I'm trained under the Canadian uh, methodology of coaching and and what you teach and whatever. But where I look a lot, and, and another coach said they do the same, is to what the Americans are doing. You know, it used to be what Europe is doing. Right. Right. Canada was the one that divided the rink in three, and, and, and that's why you have a left wing, a right wing, and a center, right? Mm-hmm. The Russians always played forward one, forward two, forward three, which would be first to the puck no matter where you are, the right. fastest guy. So almost a zigzag, if mm-hmm. you can imagine that in your head. But it used to be the Europeans that you looked at for conditioning and training and coaching. And now you go down and you look at, at, at Hockey USA, and they've got a, a, an awesome – uh, foundation, and you can see by the amount of players that are coming up. That, again, uh, it might not be the number one pick in the NHL draft this year, but Eichel is, is definitely, uh, if he's not going to go number one, he'll be number two, and that's a product of the American 
they they do a great job. Yeah, USA hockey's come really has come a long way. You know, I I think I think we have players like coming out of the Olympics. Obviously, the the nineteen eighty Olympics was great for U.S. hockey at the time, but then it didn't go anywhere. Where I think it really started was when you had um, uh, I even forget the year eighty four. I want to say was uh, Brian Leach and Mike Richter. Yeah, too, too, yeah, yeah. On the I, I think Miracle on Ice just shot it through the roof. I think that's when the, when the country finally believed during the eighty Olympics. Oh my God, we can do this! Almost like the Jamaican bobsled team. Not that there wasn't hockey before that, mm-hmm. but when the Miracle on Ice, when you beat the Russians for the gold medal at Lake Placid, that, that kind of shot the you know we can do this. And and that's it's funny you say that for, for the gold medal that was everybody thinks that was the gold medal game that wasn't the gold medal game they played uh, Sweden I want they to played say. Sweden yeah no no but I mean beating the Russians um, and it's a great movie I got to go back and watch it folks you got to watch this with the one with Kurt Russell and Miracle it's yeah. called Miracle yeah and, and the Russians pounded them like what twice before twelve yeah. nothing eleven yeah, when they played one. at the Garden right before the Olympics. Yeah, it, it was the impossible win, and you're right. It was it was the game to qualify for the goal, but they finished right. Yeah, but then I I just think that was the Kickstarter where they said we can do this, we can compete. And I mean, I'm joking with the Jamaican bobsled team and stuff like that, and Eddie the Eagle, the you know the English uh, a ski jumper. But right. I mean, I really think that the the, the, the nation and, and not just the nation, but the funding. And then what I was what I was going to tell you with that is. You know, so you're saying 84, 85. It takes time, right? As uh, one thing about a good training program is, you got to look at what you got, you got to evaluate it, you've got to change it, and and I think the Americans have done that successfully. Where the Canadians just kind of say, "This is the way we've done it. We've always been the best in the world," and now you got people like myself sitting here going, "I want to, I, I want to be the cutting edge. I want to see what the Americans are doing," type of thing. Interesting. So. It is. It's very interesting. Hmm. All right. Anyway, back to goalies. There was one goalie we didn't mention. Another guy that played for the Montreal Canadiens ended up being a, uh, a senator or something for the in, in the Canadian government. But Ken Dryden. Ken Dryden. I, I should pull up his stats. Let me give me a second here. You, you speak. You speak about Miracle on Ice. He was. Uh, I think he was broadcasting that game. He probably yes. He went into broadcasting. He was a. He, he worked for the Leafs for a while as well. Let's look at Ken Dryden's stats. Because here's a guy that just walked away from the game. Okay, but it's coming up now. Let me let me pull this for you. Coming from um, HockeyReference.com. And if you watch, if you watch while you while you're pulling that up, if you watch the movie Miracle at the end of the game, they they cut to live clips of uh, Ken Dryden and Al Michaels, uh, you know, discussing the game, doing the doing the play by play. So uh, yeah, it's funny that you bring Ken Dryden. It all comes together. It all it does. It's the beauty of radio, right? I mean it, <laughs> and and I don't I I don't dare think I'm smart enough to put that down. I'm not an engineer in any way. It just happens. It's just karma. <laughs> that, but that's a good thing. That means it's yeah. working. You imagine if I planned that, it'd be too dangerous. It'd be in like a nine-hour show. Well, this ties into this, right. and now let's talk about Kurt Russell and uh, Escape from New York. 
Oh, so, uh, well, Escape from L.A. was, wow, that was a bad movie. It was. It was terrible. Anyway, so Dryden, let's stay focused here. Okay. Uh, so Kenny Dryden only played, so we said Broder played, what, 1397, I think, games? I closed mm. it down. But uh, Dryden retired when he was 31. He quit on his terms, best in the world, uh, said, I'm done. He played 397 games, won 258 of those. Wow. I don't think any of these other goalies could could do that. Wow. That's one you hell know, of a record. Career shutouts, 46, but again, 46 out of 250. Yeah. Um, yeah his goals against average must be extremely low. His goals against average was uh, 2.24. Wow. So, yeah, very low. And he won the Vesna only once. Really? Only one time? Yeah, won the Hart Trophy twice. Uh, actually won the Lady Bang Trophy, which is normally given to the most sportsmanlike player. It's very weird for a goalie to get the goalie, that. Right. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh, before we close this out, we'll take a very quick break, and we'll go into point-counterpoint. Um, so, you know, I know New Jersey's hated team, da-da-da. Must be a big rival for you there for the blue shirts, which, as everyone knows, is my number two team. I'm always rooting for the Rangers. Uh, my kid has a Ranger jersey, uh, a Delzato jersey. Nice. No good anymore. I think he plays for who? Philadelphia now. Delzato. Which, by the way, kids, don't ever put a – it's okay to put a number, but don't ever put a name like Gretzky. He's not always going to be in Edmonton. Right, L.A. then St. Louis, and you know, don't ever put a name on it because it's, it's instantly no good anymore. I still see people walking around with Gretzky Ranger jerseys here. Yeah, like so. You know what I mean? They 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 leave. But I was going to ask you. So where he's hurt right now, um, the, the King. Yeah, but where's Lenquist going to end up in this? Because he is a he's a great one. I love him. I mean, I, here's a guy even on a good New York team more often than not, makes them better. Yeah. And, and I tell you, if they would have won the Cup last year, that would have cemented his legacy forever. Yeah, he, he's a, definitely a better goalie than Quick. Quick's gone like 3-10 three, three and ten in his last 13. Yeah, the, prob- the problem is they, the Rangers, they, Lundquist was the reason they got to the Cup Finals, and they were playing above their heads, and L.A. was just a better team. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, this year, uh, New York is a better team. So, you know, expect more out of them. Yeah, oh, as yeah. As much as they've lost through the, you know, free agency and shit like that, they're a better team this year. And as long as Lundquist can come back and be healthy, uh, although that kid they got's not bad either. But uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah. And I'll, t- I'll tell you real quick, if, if Lundquist ultimately plays his entire career and doesn't win a Stanley Cup, unfortunately, he will go by the wayside of uh, Cujo, like we were talking about before. Great goaltender, never won anything. And just food for thought as we're heading into the break, I wonder if they, you know, they're saying quick now is fading away, right? He's not, what's happening to him? He's not good anymore. And that happens a lot with goalies. One, two, three good years, right? And then they're done. Or they're bad with one team and all of a sudden they, they come alive with another team, and I wonder if maybe that's why they're giving Brodeur all these all, all these credit because he lasted those twenty years on top. 
It's possible. I mean, you know, he was the last goalie to to go that long. Um, well, you know, I, I, everybody cites how you know all his stats and his career shutouts and all that. I just I don't buy it. He's a product of the system. Yeah, and I can't. Dis- I mean, one of the best, the fr- most frustrating teams to p- play against of all time. All right, okay. let's take a uh, quick break. I need a beer. Okay, and I'm sure you got to pee. You normally have to pee at this point. Well, generally, I'm old. Yeah. Happens. So, we'll let Brian pee. You're listening to uh, Cave Crew Radio. When we come back, uh, point counterpoint, five stories that have happened over the week. Uh, not going to guarantee you they're related to sports in any way. They might slightly be, but, you know, we're just going to talk about some shit. And uh, we'll carry you through. Hopefully, we'll have some laughs. Um, you know, if you like us, uh, subscribe on iTunes, give a review, Stitcher. Uh, homepage, doublekradio.com. Cave Crew Radio on Twitter. Cave Crew Radio on Facebook. We have a good time over on Facebook. Uh, by the way, uh, you, see, you get me in talking sports and I forget shit. Tomorrow Night Live, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on L Radio X. And uh, if you can't hear it live, over at MetalThunderRadio.com is Brian's other uh, long-running show, Metal Thunder Radio, the best underground metal music you can hear absolutely no uh auto tune none whatsoever none even though sometimes some of them might need it (laughs) i don't know some good shit on there and they have a lot of fun too um anyway we'll be back kids Uh, give us three minutes catch you back Hello, listeners. All Radio X is currently on the lookout for Radio Current. Do you have Maybe you're a sports guru looking for his first hosting break. Or you fancy yourself a modern-day paranormal pundit. Whatever your programming persuasion, if you have a show without a home, consider bringing your broadcast to all radio the fastest-growing internet audio apparatus in existence. Contact Brody James at allradiox.gmail.com to see if you qualify for participation in our network. And thank you for your support. Hey, what's up? This is Brian from Metal Thunder Radio. If you want to hear some of the best underground metal from around the world, tune in every Monday night at 9 p.m. we got great music, a lot of laughs, some drinking, and a possible doomsday prep. All that and more every Monday night at 9 p.m. right here on All Radio X. Oh, and by the way, buy a shirt. Cave Crew Radio. There's so many ways to catch it. Live, Sunday nights, 10 o'clock Eastern, on All Radio X. On demand, Stitcher, iTunes, and DoubleKRadio.com. Don't forget, like the Facebook page and follow us on Twitter at Cave Crew Radio. It's a man thing.
back in the cave here. Double K and Brian. Hey there. Good discussions as always. All right, so what we're going to try to do, we're going to see how it works out here. Uh, idea we had, we got five subjects, five stories in the news. There's always more than five, but we just picked five. I picked them this week just because I took the liberty. And we're going to quickly just kind of go back and forth and then move to the next one, if we can. You know, my experience with this type of thing is we'll get on one subject and... Stick on it. Show will be over, but so yeah. be it. If that, what, if that's what happens, so be it. But um, anyway, sh- a shotgun. So last week, uh, you missed a story. I, I sent it over to you about that Comcast uh, bill, the mm-hmm. cable bill over in the States where uh, someone mistyped or got mad at somebody and, and called the guy Asshole Brown. Nice. I don't know if you saw that or not. And then, and then there was another one this week from Comcast where, you know, big fat bitch or something. They called the the woman on her bill. They called her a slut and a, a slut or. Uh, let's see. Well, no, this yeah. is the one I'm talking about. This is the slut one. Is is from Bell Canada, which yeah. is is basically, uh, you know, to to help Americans, AT and T. You know, Alexander Graham Bell, AT&T, Bell Canada. The biggest uh, telecom company in Canada. Right. Which also, incidentally, owns the Toronto Maple Leafs. but And the Toronto Blue Jays and the Toronto Raptors. But and the Bell Canada Centre. Correct. In Montreal. Right? Oh, in Montreal. Yeah. 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 It's the Air Canada Centre in Toronto. But anyway. But, I mean, they're a very big company. So this young girl... Uh, her name is, uh, and I can't speak French very well, Leticia Chartier, um, called up, and she saw an increase in her be- her bill with Bell. And Bell does not just phones. They do uh, a satellite and, and Internet. And they're famous for coming in and lowballing you at the door and saying, hey, you know, you're paying 100 We can do it for 70 And then, you know, four months, five months, six months later, it goes up to 130 right? Which is what happened to this young lady. And she had it from 72 to 105. Right. So she saw a spike in her bill, which any of us would go, hey, ka-ching, money out of our pocket. We're pissed. So she calls up and she says she's not really mad at this uh, Muhammad guy or whoever it was. Um, you know, but they do a... I have experience in the in the call center industry, so I'm going to let you know about this. They, they have a, always have a satisfaction survey. And and that's, you know, because you always want the customer to be happy. Obviously, you've got to make sales. You've got to, you've got to retain your profit. But at the same time, you want to retain your customer base, right? So um, this guy was like begging this woman, please, please give me a good mark uh, on the survey. And her whole way was of looking at it was, I didn't get bad service from this guy, but it had to be escalated. So I can't really say that he resolved my issue. Right. Because he never did. So right. she gave him a mediocre. She said, uh, I received pretty good service, but I took the trouble to specify in the comments that it wasn't the agent's fault, is what she said. Right. So she went right there. But this guy probably got reamed uh, from his coach or his team manager, or whoever whoever the person is that, that, that was ahead of him. 
I don't know how they get. I've never had this happen to me because I've given some bad results for customer service. Because I don't know about you, but I'm sick of talking to offshore uh, people. Um, And he sent an email and called her a slut. It says, uh, the email read, you're a bitch, Letitia, and a real slut. (laughs) That's wonderful customer service. It's, you know. And and I and they they still haven't elaborated yet. You know they're investigating, but look where the call center is. Is it Morocco? Morocco, I, yeah, yeah. So, so in that case, maybe he didn't really mean you're a bitch or a slut. As far as we know, he maybe not really didn't know English. Right. Uh, that 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 in his language could mean um, you know you, you're doing a great job. Right. <laughs> Who knows what it means in Moroccan? But. You must have dealt with bad customer service with either your cell phone, your cable, your whatever. It could be your hydro, your bank. Anything. Gone are the days when you walk into the bank or you walk into the mall and you say, listen, my cable box isn't working. I'm having trouble with my bank account. Whatever. It's always you call up and, hello, my name is Paul. How may I help you? And then they get so bent out of shape, we're we're called bigots when we're like, I'm really upset right now, and I don't want to hear you roaring it off the top of your, you know, use your teeth (laughs) to pronounce your consonants. I I actually, (laughs) I was on the phone with with some fucking customer service person, and I couldn't understand a goddamn word they were saying. So I, I asked, I said, can I please speak to an American? Somebody in America, and they actually they, they transferred me to somebody in the United States. You know, the funny thing about that is we used to get that in the call center I worked in. Obviously, I'm Canadian, but we'd say yes, and, and we'd transfer over to an English person that's a Canadian, which would, which would be <laughs> fine for you, because other than the A... Right. <laughs> that that'd be pretty fucked up if I'm talking to you on customer service. Look, I can't understand a word you're saying. Can I can I speak to an American? Yeah. Can I please speak to someone in India? But you know you're right. Like because you're upset, right? And, and they're telling you I'm very very sorry. Right. <laughs> I know you're fucking sorry, but you ain't sorry as I am. <laughs> but but and that's the thing with these fucking like the, the, there's no common sense in these fucking people because they just read their script. No matter what your problem is, they're yeah. going to read their script. But they don't and, read it well. That's no, the problem. <laughs> we don't understand you. It's not like we hate you. It's not like we want to bomb you unless you're affiliated with that ISSIS shit. But, um, you know, like, if we can't understand a word you're saying, it's like you're choking on peanuts or something. Right. I don't know what I, I really understand. That's what I'm going to do for that. <laughs> See, what, what, I, what I wonder sometimes is, is if people in India call up, people who live in India call up customer service and get Americans. Does that happen? And then they, then they no ask, fucking well, way I can't understand you. I want to speak to somebody in India. No, you know why it's never going to happen? Is because... Here's the whole deal. And again, I, I only tell you because I was in this. I know how much money I, I made as a, as a floor manager, ran 200 callers, and I know what the people made on the phone. They're making like two bucks an hour. They get university degrees. These, these Indians that can't speak are actually very educated. But it's the expenses. It's the rent. It's the, it's the power. It's, right. it, 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 it's the, the, they don't have the benefits. They don't, you know, they don't have the social net that we have. Um, and it's like the auto industry. It's like everything else. It costs less. So oh, we costs, pay the price. Oh, okay. So we got to pick up the phone. And, oh, thank you for calling USA Direct. 
Uh, this is Barney speaking. His name ain't Barney. It's right. Muhammad Abdullah, full of Hadahadi. You know, like. <laughs> Hello, my name is Ira. No, it's not. <laughs> Shut up. Hi, this is Al. <laughs> you know, like, fuck you. Your name is not Al. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Alibaba, maybe. And I'm not. And listen, if we have some downloads in Indian shit, I hope you're laughing too. But because <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel even calls those those call agents in in Pakistan or wherever. But it, I, I, this would probably be a good point time to play that clip for you. Eh? Oh, the, what the fuck was that? Okay, play I know. For- see, it's going to be hard to get to the five things. We're going to do our very best, folks. But this is what I was warning about. So again, last night at not a party, we just had a, another couple over. Uh, we were babysitting um, uh, my friends, uh, not babysitting, but my, because we don't babysit. When you have a kid, you, his friend was over sleeping the night, and so they brought their kid. So we're all sitting there, and we're watching hockey. And I'm just streaming through because uh, Buddy wanted to watch the Canadians game, the Habs, right? Yeah. And I'm like, fuck the Habs. Like, I'm watching the Leafs, first time they ever. <laughs> so I'm scanning through, and I found this thing, Punjabi Hockey Night in Canada. <laughs> It's a real thing, okay? So we clicked on it, and this is what you hear. Okay, ready? Yeah. About 30 seconds of it. <laughs> So I heard goal and I heard the player's name. <laughs> and so until I heard the player's name, I was waiting for them to behead somebody. These guys are sitting on this. And again, you, you must be able to get hockey. Well, the same thing as NBC, you know, your Sunday ESPN thing. You know, we've got Hockey Night in Canada. We've got this grand studio where we have former NHL players. You know, like uh, it's not Bobby Orr, but you know, it's it's, it's Kelly Rudy, it, it, it's it's Ron McLean, it's it's Don Sherry, uh, Nick Kiprios. You know, they're sitting there, they're talking the game. This thing is the same set. These guys have those whatever they call those things on their heads, turbans, turbans, turban is dirty, and um, they're talking, <laughs> and they're analyzing a hockey game. These guys don't know shit unless it's cricket. <laughs> I was as I'm watching this. I was I was like I was waiting for them to start analyzing the cricket games, but then they're, they're talking about hockey and goal scoring. And then, of course, I was waiting for them to to hand out slushies from the Seven Eleven. But yeah, that's a whole other story. So my, my my buddy's there now. I'm like, where is this happening? This has to be Vancouver. This has to be West Coast. And he and he's like. DK, you haven't been to Toronto lately. I said, what are you talking about? I used to live in Toronto. And I know there's, you know, there's little Chinatown, little Portugal. It's probably a lot like New York is, right? Yeah, probably. It is the fourth largest city in North America. He says, this is coming from Toronto. And and, and it's all these, you know, Indies or whatever they're coming. And I'm like, but how can they be such experts? The guy was speaking with such conviction. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, you know, you're watching an American or Canadian a- a- analyst, you know, breaking down the games and breaking down the highlights. It's a, I couldn't imagine, you know, if it was a cricket match, fine, you understand. Is there a big 
hockey surge in India? No. And that, you know, listen, there's African Americans that play hockey and they do it very well. There's yeah. actually some, some, some Chinese Eastern, you know, Orientals. Uh, there, there's Japan had an Olympic team a few years ago. Yeah. I've never seen, and these guys, but the way they talked is like, I, I don't know if I could argue with them. The way the way they were talking, I don't understand a word they were saying aside from you know when they said the the, the goal or the player's name, but the way they were taking you you would think they played for twenty years mm. on, on the freaking Rangers. Exactly, and I you know it wouldn't work. But I was trying so hard to get my my Android my Samsung phone up there, and I was trying to get like you know when you're on a web page, you can get a translation. YouTube right. doesn't offer that; they right. should. I'd love to come back next week, and I'm going to search high and dry. I'm going to talk to Brody. You're very good with, with this sort of stuff as well. If there's a way to translate what we've just heard and really see, are they saying, did you like, hey, with, with a little <laughs> bit more curry, with the, you know, or, or were they really making sense? I think they were sending out secret terrorist messages. Yes, what were they, you know, they might have been saying. You know, mama, mama make the bat, but the bat with the curry. And, 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 and I had a call last week on Congress, and I called her a slut. <laughs> you know, I don't know what they were saying. That's the benefit they have over us. That's right. Right? They they understand what we're saying. Kind of. Right? Yep. You understand <laughs> we don't have a clue what they're saying. And I don't hate you, please, if you're listening from another country, because I know the Internet is such a dangerous thing. It's not like terrestrial radio now. We could yeah, really be insulting people. It's all fun and games. I know it is. It's just, you know, you got you got to feel our pain. It's like me being in India and trying to guide you through on a rickshaw. I can't do that. Right. It's all fun and games until someone gets beheaded. Yes. <laughs> I don't think they do that there, do they? I don't know. I Don't, don't they all do that? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just like... You know, I like where we live. Canada and the USA, we're all friends. That's right. You know, we're all good. We we both have Burger King. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we have hockey and football, and we have our own football. But we watch your football, and you know, it's all good. Yeah, sure. And we send you oil and shit. Okay, we're running out of time. We're only on number two. We're just on number two now. Yeah, we'll get there though. You know, this again. So last week I watched the big UFC fight. Uh, I streamed it. Uh, didn't pay for it. Yeah. Um, UFC, Anderson Silva was a great, was he middleweight or welterweight? Uh, he was middleweight. Weight, yeah. And he was a great champion, ended up breaking his tibia, uh, his leg, and couldn't fight for a long time. And this was his big comeback. And uh, uh, Nick Diaz was a, was a middleweight champion from a, a, another strike force or something, whatever they call it. Yep. And, and this was a big match, the comeback. And then Diaz was like, a, he was a good opponent. It wasn't like a, a throw fight or whatever, yep. right? And anyway, it was a pretty wacky fight. I mean, there was a few good shots here and there, but Silva stood the time and, and he won on points. And Diaz was dancing around like a like the witch in you know, Wizard of Oz or something. So I knew that he was probably on marijuana. So Diaz was on marijuana. He got found taking marijuana, and uh, Silva was steroids. And now it's a big embarrassment to the whole UFC fight. See, now, now I understand if Silva's taking steroids 
fine. I, I personally, I could care less. Let them all take steroids and die of cancer for all I care. But if Diaz is smoking weed before the fight, weed kind of mellows you out. I mean, you know, look at Cheech and Chong. That's you know, that's what they made their careers out of. You know, it was just mellow type. Hey, man, you know, smoke some joints. You're gonna go to a fight after smoking weed? Well, here's the thing. I, I and I don't know. I, I'm unprepared. But how long does weed stay in your body? He could have been doing it the Saturday before, right? Oh, he, I think it stays. On. Yeah, I think it stays on you for thirty days. Right. So, so it could have been. It could have been twenty days before. He had a hard day at the gym. He went puff one with Buddy, and they played a game of pool. Who knows? <laughs> you know. But I, I have no issue with that. Like, uh, you know, you want to smoke the the. To me, I'm going to tell you. I've said this before. Uh, those of you that don't know me, I smoke that shit. And I get really, really paranoid. paranoid I just yeah. the world is caving in on me. It, it, I, I, it doesn't mellow me out. It doesn't relax me. It makes me scared. Right. I do very fine just with my beer. But I have nothing against it. I have all kinds of friends and and stuff that that light it up, and it doesn't bother me. And when I was a kid, I did it all the time. But as soon as I got responsibilities in life, I'd go hide in a closet. <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna lose my job and my house and my wife and my kid my <laughs> all from smoking one joint one joint man and you guys <laughs> tell me this is gonna help me it's good for mental it ain't good for mental nothing no <laughs> just give me a shot of jack and a beer there you go it's no, good but, for the food whatever your thing but you know what uh, shame on silva you should have known better you know, it's 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 waved people out of the Hall of Fame in baseball, and it gets people fired from from football. I mean, they they even don't accept it anymore in wrestling, which is not really real. Right. And and here's the thing I don't understand about about Diaz. This is the third time he's gotten caught. You'd figure he's got a good career as a fighter. He's doing what he loves to do. He's making money. Stop. Wait till you're done fighting. This is the third time. Every time you've gotten caught, you've gotten suspended. Stop. Yeah. How dumb are you? Yeah. Because I don't know. Was this a fight to come back and say, yes, I can do it. Now I'm done? Because he's like, what, 39, 40? Or is he going to springboard for some money and and get a championship fight? I, I, I don't know where he's going with it. I, I would assume if, if he would have beaten Silva, he would have you know, made a case for a championship fight. Well, you're talking Diaz. I'm yeah. sorry, I lost you there for a second. I, I was talking Silva, but okay. Yeah, Diaz, is a, he's a pretty young guy. He's a hardcore uh, Brooklyn gangbanger. Oh, yeah. Well, S- uh, Silva, I think, you know, he just, you can't go, the way he went out, you know, snapping his leg in half, that was horrific. You think he wants to come back, you know, I can't kill him for that. They all do. Okay, yeah. Brock Lesnar, who is back in wrestling now, yep. is going to come back. They're going to lose. He's WWE champion, and they're talking they're going to lose him because he's going to go back. He's going uh, back to UFC? Wow. CM Punk, who left WWE, is going to go UFC. Uh, who's the other guy? Uh, the Canadian, George St. Pierre, another one of the greats, walked away from the UFC, peak of his career. He'll be back. They're it's, animals. Yeah, They're they animals. always come That back. sport is animals. Yeah. And yeah, let them all do steroids. I could care less. 
That, well, that, I don't care what, either, but then make, it, make, it, make it legal for the whole group, right. and then they all prepare the same way. That, that, that's what people want. People want to see big, giant, jacked-up monsters fight each other. It's like Thunderdome, you know, and like the Mad Max. You right, know, the, right. the, the best of the best. Right. The one rule of Fight Club. Exactly. Right? Let them get all jacked up and fight each other, and everybody will have fun, and, you know, eventually they get brain cancer and die. Whatever. Yeah, you know... We can talk about that another time. Like, why would you do that to yourself for that little bit of glory? All right, story number three. This one I want to talk about because, you know, there's this girl, um, Ashley Graham. Yep. Have you seen her? Yep. So let's go to the prelude of this. There's been a lot about plus-size models. Let's Mm -hmm. face it. Um you know, you go back to uh, Marilyn Monroe and, and actresses like that. Right. They were full-body sexy. Yeah. You know, they, they weren't size twos, right? And then through the years, it, it's been put on us and put on women that the size two, the size three is the attractive woman, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I never got that when how the cracked out, you know, heroin addict look became sexy. I don't get that. That's not, that's, that you look like you're about to die. Yeah. Listen, some of them, listen, some of them that are are on the high end of the weight that are in fantastic shape Mm -hmm. are extremely sexy. But you know what I like? I like, like you watch like a woman's volleyball or, Mm -hmm. or, or, or um, like women athletes. They're in shape. Yeah. Like men athletes, but they're bigger. Like they're not huge. They're not, right. you know, 500 pounds. Right. So this Ashley girl, she's fucking hot. Yeah, not, there's absolutely nothing wrong with her. Good no, for her. No, I don't see no, like it's not like there's any big belly there. Or... No, she's fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with her. Like she's, her thighs are larger, and, and but I mean, she is a, 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 sexy i'd take a run at her why not i mean here's the thing and i same as with men right like we can't just pick on women but we do because we're in the cave but pick your spots no one cares you know you got a little bit big and you got a little bit of a guy we're not expecting a six-pack or something but if you've got 300 pounds around your stomach and and it's hiding everything you know it's going to get a little obtrusive at some point But you look at this girl, she's what? Almost 200 pounds, I think. I have no idea, but again, I don't find anything wrong with her. Nothing wrong. She's got <laughs> a huge upper uh, anatomy, uh, her, her, her <laughs> stomach. I mean, she's in a bikini and she looks great. Yeah, so she her, looks so her thighs are a little big and her calves and her, and her butt's bigger than what you might expect to be. Um, but the whole, what am I getting at here? The whole design is fine. It's just yeah, bigger. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I, got wrong. I, got, I got no issue with it. Illustrated. All Good right, on to the next. So we agree with that. Nothing nothing wrong with that. No, and and no. I'm looking forward to uh, once she busts uh, with Sports Illustrated to seeing her in her first porn. <laughs> sure she'll eat that guy alive. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's coming. All right, we're running quick. We may go a few minutes over, but I think we can squeeze this out here. So uh, Pete Carroll. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you got Lynch there. You know, you're on the verge 
of, of winning your last game or winning your your repeat uh, Super Bowl, the man chooses to pass. Mm-hmm. What's your thought on that? Are are you with the bandwagon? Are you? Yeah, I should have ran. Yeah, I should have ran. Or, um, well, I look at it both. I look at both sides. One, obviously, you got one of the best running backs in the game. You have one yard to go. He could probably get there, but the other team, there's another team there. Obviously, the Patriots understand that one of the best running backs is there. They've stacked the line. Why not try to pass? Everybody, the entire planet was expecting them to run. He threw that's, the pass. That's Why where not? I am, and, 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 and you know I'm a coach, right. and, and trust me, I have made some unpopular decisions. Uh, and I'm hockey, obviously, but I mean, uh, pull the goalie, uh, put this line out. Uh, no, this guy, this kid has the best attitude. He's going to play. Why aren't you putting, you know, Joe Superstar out? Whatever. As a coach, you rattle things in your head and you say, this is my plan and you live by it. But like an athlete, does a quarterback complete every pass? Does a running back never fumble? Does a jump shooter in basketball not miss the three-pointer at the buzzer? A coach is the same way. A coach makes sometimes the right decision, sometimes the wrong decision. And although the coach is a very minor point uh, in a game, he's still part of it. Yeah. Right? So I might have passed. Because they're expecting the run. Right. They they were all in for Lynch or the or the quarterback to sneak. They were all in for that. Yep. You know, how did they get into the Super Bowl? They they pulled the fake field goal. Yep. No one expected it. Good coaching call. At that point, the coach is a hero. Right. And that's what I was gonna say about this. If uh uh, what's his name? Russell completes that pass and they score and they win the Super Bowl. Pete Carroll is the smartest man on earth. No one would ever question that call. So don't kick the guy so hard. Yeah, 99 times out of 100, you're going to run the ball. But guess what? It's like anything else. Pete, give him your whistle. Put put Brian on the sideline and see what he would do. Right. And maybe Brian would have won the Super Bowl. Who knows? But maybe... Brian would have went one in fifteen during the year. Exactly. There's a reason why Pete Carroll is there. He knows what he's doing. I don't. Call, I don't. I don't. You know. Everybody says that's an awful decision. I don't think it is. Yeah. As a coach, I feel for the coach. Yeah. Because I know how it feels. I know how. De- I know how elated you feel when you make the right decision, even though like it might be I'm putting this guy out. It's not me that scores the goal. It's the kid. Yeah. But, hey, it was my idea, right? right? So you get that elated feeling. And then when you make the bad decision, I think you need to. We were talking stats earlier with the goalies, right? Let's take a long look at what Pete Carroll's done. And I think one play does not deject the guy. Right. And you know what? What gets lost in this is Butler put, made a hell of a play. In that interception, he made a hell of a play to to, to jump on that uh, uh, ball. Right, and and didn't uh, what's his name Brady uh, surrender the MVP or the car or whatever he won? Car. 
yeah. to to Butler. Yeah. So yeah, he, I, yeah you know you're you're hundred percent right. So a, a good play was completely lost because the coach didn't do what you know all of us sitting there drinking our beer, eating chicken wings, and farting uh, decided. Right. Exactly. It was one. It was a hell of a play to to read it first of all. I mean that that's a bang bang play right there. That little slant, and nine times out of ten, that's a touchdown. That just happened to be Butler made one hell of a play on it, right. but that gets lost. And then you got the other whole uh, army saying karma uh, from the week before, but anyway, or two weeks before, whenever it was. Okay. All right, last story because I really want to touch on this because there's been more brought into this now. But you know, I I, I knew there was some funny shit going on with uh, former Olympic uh, decathlon champion Bruce Jenner, mm-hmm. but apparently he's going full throttle. And, and he's going to be Barbie, or whatever he's going to call himself. Is is that what he's calling himself? I don't. I, I honestly, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> he. Uh, you're reading articles now about uh, Jenner is ex- uh, uh, not Jenner. Um, uh, his wife, Kardashian, yeah, yeah. And, and his mom and all them. He, apparently, he's going through with it. Hey. You know, more power to you. Yeah. But she's like 22 years. We've been together. I had no idea. Um, Yeah, Bruce Jenner is going to be a woman. Good for him. Let him enjoy his womanness. I'll tell you a story. Okay. I know we're running over, but we have this thing. And I I promise I won't go more in a minute. Yeah. My brother-in-law, who's older than me, had a best friend. And I knew this guy as well. We knew him as... Um, well, let's call him Donnie. Right. Okay. And he golfed with him every week. And he was actually at my wedding as a man. Mm-hmm. And we always thought, he, no offense, guys, but he wasn't American. He, he lived in Michigan. <laughs> um, and But he, he was a family friend, like a cousin, whatever. And always came Christmas, New Year's, all this stuff, and but never had a, had a girlfriend. But was was a Marine, and 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 you know was pretty manly on some things, right? But never got married, right? And and the speculation was there. Ah, yeah, he's gay, he's gay, he's gay. Once his mother and father passed away, he did come out, and I think it was about fifty. Mm-hmm. I am going to become a woman, and he did. And I only saw the guy once. And here's the funny thing. Like, my wife and my sisters and all, they were comfortable with it. I was like, you know, do I hug this girl? Do I high-five like I used to? And imagine my brother-in-law. Poor guy. His best buddy. Never had a clue. He just, like, backed away from the whole thing. Yeah, well, well, I worked with a guy for, for a number of years that eventually... I don't, he didn't go. I don't know if he went full with the surgery. I lost touch with him, but he wanted to become a woman after he left the job. And this was a six foot two black guy. Man, that's uh, that's one hell of a woman. And we met with him, her, whatever, one night, and it was very uncomfortable. It it, it is because you're used to them in a certain way. It's yeah. not, I I really don't care because I have my wife and I have my son, and I have my job and I have my friend. You know what I mean? But yeah. it, it, it kind of like rocks your world. Like, what's going on here? Right. Like, how do I react to this? 
Yeah, yeah. It, it was very like you know, more power to him. Let him do what he wants. I don't care. But it was just you know, just uncomfortable because, like you said, I know him for years as this one, this dude that the same you know, Bob sports and all that. You know, yeah. it's weird. I, I agree. And I got to tell you one last thing, and I promise I'll close out. Um, so we're, my wife watches these shows where they, they um, refinish houses, right? And they, they, it's either you fix your house or they buy the new one. I, it's called buy it or list it or something like that. Mm-hmm. You must have it. In, it's probably an American I've show. Seen it. Yeah, I, I've seen it. You know, mostly what we watch is American shows. But anyway, I'm watching this one couple, and they're lesbians. Mm-hmm. And the one girl looked like a man. And my wife got mad at me because we're supposed to be watching a show where they're fixing a house. But I was really getting bent out of shape because I said, listen, I don't have a problem you're a lesbian. Mm-hmm. But shouldn't both the girls look like women? Right. So the one girl looks like a man. So if your lesbian lover looks like a man, why don't you like men? Exactly. I went completely hogwash on it. it it's all the plumbing down below. I, I guess, but I'm like, then, 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 then get a sexy woman, <laughs> right? Like this is this is what I was trying to wrap around this. Well, it's, it's like I understand you like women. I like women, big, small, little, bulgy, whatever. I love them. They're awesome, but that. Woman looks like a fucking man. Well, they, 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 you look on on, on the, the guy side, too. You know, you, you, it's two gay guys. There's always, like, the one effeminate, girly guy and the one manly guy. But they still both look like men, right? Well, sometimes. Like, it's not like the guy's walking around in a skirt. Well, I, I've, I live in New York. I've seen it all. You've probably seen more than I see. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, we're going overtime here. Listen, I got to put a plug in. Uh, for uh, Cheap Country Hick, uh, Kevin Schmidt. Yep. Long-time listener uh, with me. And, and this is weird. This is something we can talk about another day. He's he's at, he's speaking at a raccoon dinner. Mm. They're yeah, actually going to eat raccoons. Yeah. And I guess that's what they do in Ohio, which is like, you know, I'm in Canada, you're in New York, that's somewhere in the middle. I would think that would be a West Virginian type of thing, but yeah. I don't know much. Anyway, uh, folks, if you are around the uh, St. Luke Community Center, uh, behind the Danville St. Luke Catholic Church, this is why I'm not a Catholic, um, <laughs> the meal will be served from 4.30 to 7 uh, on a first-come, first-served. Uh, there's not a lot of coons out there this year. <laughs> I don't. The people that are second will get chicken. <laughs> yeah, I can't picture people lining up for this, but okay. lining up for the coons, right. be around the th- saying their rosaries, right? <laughs> <laughs> Praying on their way in, gonna go eat some coon. I don't know; it might taste good. Listen, I've eaten some weird shit. I had a buddy last night talking about seal, which I thought was pretty gross. I've had shark. I don't know. Uh, eat octopus and shit like that. It's not raccoon. I mean, that's like. That's very Mississippi-ish. Yeah, or West Virginia. West Virginia, yeah. Country road, take me home. <laughs> there you go. Hick says they serve 600 people. Wow. That, many. Hit- that means you are not feeding your people. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of five that would eat raccoon. I know. But- 
No. Apparently in... I'd rather have McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, listen, we got to shoot, man. We're running over. It's uh, been a great night. I thought we had a lot of fun tonight. In the cave. This is the kind of shit that happens in the cave, right? Sports. Yep. We didn't talk any beer this week, but sports, beer, women. We support plus-size women. We prefer our customer service agents to speak English. Yes. And we don't eat raccoon. Never. Never. Maybe we'll do it on air sometime. Good luck with that. Send us some uh, frozen raccoon. <laughs> we'll cook it up on air. My battery on my cell phone's dying. All right. See you, Brian, next week. Uh, hey, tomorrow night, folks, 9 o'clock Eastern, right here on All Radio X is Metal Thunder Radio. If you haven't had enough of Brian, him and his buddies hang out. They play some great metal. They have a lot of fun. Uh, they're great guys, and they make us laugh. Live at 9 p.m. tomorrow night. wonder if there's any storm. Is there any storm chasing going on? Uh, well, there's, we got a, a little bit of ice coming, so Scott's going to be out filming the be. ice. Scotty is a genius. Yeah. <laughs> so check in for your local weather as well. There you go. A metal show with a weatherman. What Isn't else that, could you ask for? And and he's a doomsday prepper, too. And a doomsday prepper, yes. That's right. Fantastic guy. We love him. All right, Brian. See you next week. All right. Cheers, everyone. Shut up! 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 Shut up!